0: That's not that's not
1: that's that's
0: It's Brittany, and you're listening to Citrus Room. Thank you to all of my listeners out there. I appreciate each and every single one of you. Happy spring! Hope you're enjoying the April showers. If you're in Seattle, um, it's rough out here, but I am trying to embrace as much as the Pacific Northwest as I can before big changes in my life. Um, I want to also um, highlight that Thai New Year's is in April which um, it starts on the 13th and it's a really cool um, celebration that my family celebrates and my brother is in Thailand at the moment and he got to celebrate Thai New Year's which is a huge water fight and they throw baby powder on you (laughs) and there's just cool ceremonies there's lots of food um, so happy Thai New Year's happy Lao New Year happy Khmer New Year to all of my people out there I have a wonderful guest on the show who I met through my friend Shauna, who's um, well connected through art and just really inspirational and has an incredible imagination. So I have on the show Lane.
1: What's up? How's it going? <laughs> That's good.
0: Welcome to the show. So, I'm I've met you through I've met you through Shauna of THC Blue Light. Shout out to you, Shauna. And like um, Shauna. <laughs> <laughs> how did you two meet, actually?
1: Um actually through her little brother um yeah shout out snipes (laughs) um yeah we used to we met back way back in like summer school back in like not even in high school summer school going into high school and it would just like hit it off and basically like he's lived with me and yeah i've just been running around with him and shauna for the last like almost seven years so
0: that's dope and you've been able to help Shauna out um, with her fashion shows and um, her like art shows. You've been able to do live tattooing on site for people. You've um, did you walk too in the fashion yeah. show? Yeah, you've been a model. You've been a model for Grayscale Jewelry. Shout out to Marissa. Um, so you've kind of you've done a lot. Um, so you don't do tattooing much anymore, but you, that was a part of your life.
1: Yeah, um, for a long time. I just wanted to do that, you know, and then uh, I think I never was, like, my heart was never really in it 110%. -hmm. I'll always love it, and I think I'll always kind of do it, but um, when you tattoo, it's like somebody comes to you with an idea, and they're like, hey, can you do this? And, like, you know, like, you get to do, like, a spin on it, but... You know, like as opposed to like painting or something like that. You know, it's like one hundred percent your artistic love child. So it's like way more creatively satisfying for me, at least.
0: Yeah. What got you into um, tattooing?
1: Um, I don't actually know. I was just I think think all of everybody in my family pretty much has tattoos, and I've always just been around people, even at a young age, who were mm-hmm. just like covered in tattoos, and it was always just like, wow, that's like such a cool idea. You know, be able to like put some artwork on your body, and like, <laughs> you know, just like. It just makes people stand out, you know? I mean, yeah. not so much anymore, really, but because everybody <laughs> has tattoos. But now it's more, like, rare if you don't, so... I
0: actually don't have any tattoos. Well, there you go. You're, <laughs> I'm You're rare. A, young,
1: a new breed, you know? <laughs> um,
0: I think for me, I'm just, like, terrified of needles, and I don't know if there's anything, like... I always think, like, maybe there's something significant I would get, but I also just don't deal with pain very well. Like, if I stub my toe, I'm crying. <laughs> um, I recently went to the doctors, and got my blood drawn, and it was the first time I didn't hysterically laugh. <laughs> like, they they always, like, I always have to warn them. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like, I can't stop laughing, and it's because I'm nervous. Um, what is your favorite tattoo of you of yours that you have on your body?
1: That's a hard one. I, actually, people ask me that all the time, but uh, I don't know if I can. It all depends on my mood, I think. But I think at least, like, one of my favorites that will always be my favorites is I have one on my wrist that's uh, my mom's name. And uh, it's like really important to me, you know, also just not just because it's my mom, you know, and you have to shout out moms, you know, give her respect. (laughs) I started getting tattooed at like a really early age. Like I was probably like 13 or 14 when I got my first tattoo.
0: Oh, wow. What was your first tattoo?
1: It was this crown on my wrist.
0: Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Wow. And that was your first one? Yeah. The quality is really nice.
1: Yeah, especially for like (laughs) getting it done in like a garage, you know? (laughs) And it says relax. Yeah. (laughs) I added that later, but. Oh, okay. But I used to, I'd come home and. I would just, like, have a tattoo, like a new one, you know, like every other couple months, and my mom would just be like, you got another one? And just, like, smack me upside the head or something. And I'd always say to her, I'd be like, just wait, lady. You know, one day I'm going to get your name, and you're not going to be able to say anything. And one day I just came home and was like, hey, ma, guess what? I got another tattoo, and she just went off. And I was like, just wait. Like, look. And she just was like, ah, uh, uh, I hate you, but I think I'm going to cry. Aw,
0: that's sweet so that's pretty cool um i've i've heard a lot of things about tattoos where like people do it because they like the sensation of getting a tattoo it's like a distraction for them other people um you know it's wearable art there's the glow in the dark tattoos Right. Um, especially in seattle i think aren't we the number one city for tattoo shops or something like that
1: we might be i mean i feel like Those are just like weird weird facts yeah,
0: like everybody that I know has tattoos and it's definitely acceptable, which is cool because, you know, um, I think in certain areas of the world, like they frown upon it, but it is art.
1: No, definitely, you know, everybody has different reasons for getting tattooed. You know, some people, like you said, it's the art. Some people are just into the the pain thing and, <laughs> right. you know. well i listen to you <laughs>
0: know like that's the first thing i say well people like pain um no there's I mean... this podcast that is called um s town and it talks about this guy that um was obsessed with getting tattoos so he would have this guy like tattoo um his back over and over and over again because this sensation was yeah.
1: i mean as somebody somebody who has their back tattooed that's definitely like you gotta want that
0: (laughs) (laughs) pretty painful um so you got in you got into tattooing but your real passion is just art in general and painting and um you've recently done a project in your friend's bar or restaurant
1: yeah um i a uh but he actually used to be my boss and i've been bartending kind of on the side for the last like year and he kind of was the one to, like, teach me everything about bartending. And he recently went and opened up his own bar in uh, Seattle off of Rainier Ave like, Jackson. Okay. It's called uh, Reckless Noodle House and Craft Cocktails. Hey! If anyone wants to I've go heard, check it out. I have heard of Reckless Noodle. <laughs> yeah, I haven't been. It's super good. The food's amazing, you know. But, uh, yeah, he when he was, like, putting the place together, he came to me and was like, hey, you know, we have this giant wall. And. You know, I'd like you to paint something on it, so I was just like all for it, and I jumped right in, and yeah, it's actually great. It, you know, it's opened up a lot of doors for me, and a lot more opportunities have come. But the wall turned out really good, and I'm, yeah,
0: what did you paint?
1: Um, it was like a like a nature mural type thing, or with like mountains and water. You know, and it's very like line art. You know, there's it's like only black and gray. Okay. And yeah, you know, I really like tried to find something that would kind of just like fit with the mood of the whole place and it all worked out well you know
0: what's your favorite thing to paint
1: that's a tough one um women (laughs) (laughs) like every artist I guess (laughs) (laughs) well like
0: painting humans in general is just like really hard especially the details of hands and oh yeah I
1: don't if I draw hands it's like squiggly lines and (laughs) (laughs) you just like forget that part yeah you know
0: yeah. Who's your biggest inspiration when it comes to art?
1: Um there's a lot of them, you know, like some of the greats, you know, like Jean-Michel Basquiat and like Keith Haring, a lot of pop artists. I'm really into pop art. Um yeah. I just think it's like it helps like in the art world at least, you know, it's like kind of like this like blurred line between like you can be really detailed with something or you can dive really deep into into, like, a meaning of something. But you can also just draw cartoons. Yeah. And, like, it still can have this powerful meaning in it, you know? So.
0: How did you know that you were an artist? Like, I I feel like my my brother is an artist, um, and, like, he would just – be really fascinated he would start drawing superheroes and then more and more he like got really good and i was like how did this all happen like i can draw stick figures and i know like i'm not meant to be an artist so how does that happen in your world
1: i mean that's actually a very similar story to how i started drawing because i learned how to draw from uh i was like really into comics when i was little and uh i would just copy what i saw out of the comic books and got to a point where one day i just didn't have to copy them anymore i could just kind of draw them and slowly Just the more and more you do it, you know. I always tell people, too, it's like, you know, anybody can be an artist. It's not like you're just like, I mean, yes, you can be born with, like, a little bit more of a natural (laughs) inclination for it, but, like, it's a skill, you know, and if you were to draw one picture a day for a year and you were to look at the first picture you drew and the last picture you drew, you would just see, like, immense, like, change in how good you did, you know.
0: That's pretty cool. I never thought of it that way. Have you ever done like the paint and sip classes?
1: No, but I've actually thought about teaching those. You
0: should! You... Oh my gosh, you totally should.
1: Yeah, like I, I've known a bunch of people that like go and do them, you know, and yeah. they just like drink wine and like paint a little flower and yeah. Yeah, I'd be down to do it. I've definitely thought about it as like like a summer job thing. Oh you know? my gosh,
0: absolutely! <laughs> I have done it once, and um, it was the background was like this beautiful sunset and tall grass and then a white ariandak chair is that how you pronounce it yeah i think so ariandak chair yeah um i was so stressed out over the chair <laughs> that i didn't even i painted over it and it was just sunset and some sand like, <laughs> like a
1: little blurry like
0: <laughs> yeah but all my other friends like could totally do the chair i was like you know what this is this is not working out for me but those classes are so fun um i'd
1: want to do one where it's like not wine though you like you have to take like a shot of tequila every like 30 minutes or something (laughs) that would
0: be that would be amazing um what has art done for you like i know that in some ways like for the artists that i've talked to art has been therapeutic art has um opened doors for them art has um allowed the people around them to find their potential in art so what has it done for you personally
1: um i mean it's definitely like a uh like a weight event you know like i think more than anything, it allows me to kind of like process what's going on inside myself, you know, like, and even beyond that and like put it out there, you know, and like really, like, I think the thing about art and like when you create something, you know, that is a piece of you and that is a reflection of how you are feeling and like what's inside you, you know, and it's like, it's a very like sensitive thing, you know, like to put yourself out there and like, you know, be like, Here's this painting of, like, this man who's obviously depressed or something like that, you know, and how people look at it and all that, you know. So it's it allows you to, or at least for myself, to kind of, like, be me, you know, and just, like, be like, this is the raw version of me, you know, and you can either like it or not like it. Mm-hmm. And...
0: Have you ever felt like, um, did you ever go through a phase where you didn't want to do art anymore?
1: Oh, all the time. I think every artist does that, you know, like I go through phases where I won't even pick up a pencil and paper for like four months, you know, oh. or or like I'll start something and I'll realize I fucking hate it. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Sorry. Oh, no, you, you, know, you can cast. You're fine. <laughs> <mind. laughs> um, yeah, like I'll pick something up and I'll just like look at it after I'm done and just be like, I literally just want to just cover this in paint and start over. And then, you know, I won't even look at it for another year. And then I'll just open a door one day and it'll be there and be like, all right, maybe I'll start drawing again. Oh, wow.
0: Is there one particular painting that you're like super duper proud of? Um. Or that like sticks with you the most?
1: There's a couple, you know. I, I think that's a hard one because I think as an artist, you're obviously your worst critic. So, you know, a lot of the stuff I do, I don't like at all. Oh, but, wow. You know, most of the stuff yeah. I do, I don't like at all, actually. But, you know, other people look at it and they're like, oh, it's great. You know, like. <laughs> I wish I could do that, but for me, you know, I'll just look at something and be like, it's missing something, you know, like everything's a work in progress. Yeah. So
0: where do you see yourself taking your art? I know you've talked about, you know, possibly relocating or things like that.
1: Um, I don't know. I mean, the nice thing about art is you can kind of do it anywhere. You know, there's, there's no limits to what you can do. You know, you could apply it to any field. Um, I definitely want to leave Seattle, you know, Um, maybe, you know, go travel around a little bit and be kind of nomadic for a while until I find somewhere that it's just like, yes, this is where I want to create all the time. Yeah. I definitely imagine myself living on like a beach and not having to paint, you know, (laughs) I only have to paint like one picture every like five years and then everybody (laughs) just leaves me alone.
0: (laughs) Um, is it hard for you to live in Seattle or have you just like always lived here that you've grown out of it?
1: Um, yeah, I've always been here, you know, and I think even from an early age, I was like, I want to leave, you know, I've always said that Seattle's like, it's an amazing place and like, it'll always be home. But I think it's a, I think it's a great place to end up and it can be kind of a hard place to start. Yeah. You know, like there's a lot going on and it's like, if you don't already have like your foot in the door somewhere, it can be kind of difficult to get there.
0: Right. I was talking with someone the other day about how hard it is for millennials to stay here um, because with an interest like with the tech industry just booming, it's really Definitely. discouraging to stay. Oh yeah. Not only is it like how do we um, how do we make ends meet, but how do we let our creativity be the drive and be the steady income for what we really want to do? No, it's um,
1: super hard. I honestly like. I think I know maybe only a handful of people that don't live with their parents still, you know, just Mm -hmm. because they can't afford it. You know, they're like, why wouldn't I Mm -hmm. live with my parents, dude? Like, you know, like I'm not an app designer or anything like that. Like I can't, like if you're not in the tech industry, it's like. hard to even get a studio apartment sometimes (laughs) oh yeah no
0: kidding and i think i mean i always have wanted to make the point of like not shaming people that live with their families because um i think so much like maybe in the early 2000s it was just like you could afford it like you could afford to like live in your own apartment and move out and like that was just like the culture is like okay you go to high school you graduate you go somewhere else And, like, your parents take you to college, drop you off, see you, like, twice a year, and then you move out. And, um it was never part of like the culture for me because I just grew up in like an Asian household where you kind of just all live together, you Mm -hmm. know? And, um, you know, you share the rooms and you, you make ends meet in your family. Yeah. You might butt heads or whatever, but that's just like what you do. And so, um, like I'll meet people that live with their families and I'm like, that's cool. You know? And also a lot of people are sacrificing, you know, their personal lives to, to help their families out. Um, and I just don't think it's realistic now, as realistic as it was maybe ten years ago, to just not live with your family.
1: I mean, I just moved back in with my dad, so it's <laughs> like you know, I got a whole list of chores I still have to do. Yeah. Sometimes, you no,
0: know? no, I told, like I, I live in my own like section of the house at my mom's, and I mean, and I'm gonna be breaking away from that soon. But it's so, um, it taught me a lot. It also, t- like, there's times where I'm like, I wish I would have just, like, left to the University of Hawaii and, like, did all <laughs> this thing and, like, didn't stay here because it makes it so much harder to leave. But at the same time, like, um, I'll, I won't ever get these years back
1: with no, my sure. mom,
0: you know? And I think it's such a growing experience and um, I'm sure she likes it. No, yeah. she, actually, she would prefer me to stay with her forever.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. No, yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, my, I know my dad likes having me around, you know? So he didn't get to see me a lot when I was little, so it's like making up for old time.
0: Yeah, totally. Um, Also in Seattle, I feel like just um, the art community could be more supported.
1: Definitely. Could
0: be more united. Um, I go to L.A., and and I'll meet people that are just in the industry of, of art, and they're just they're just supported and it's just a whole different thing and i just um, oh it's
1: like a community it's you a know community. it's like you live in your own little artistic world with everybody else doing artistic things you know and everybody's like hell yeah that's dope or, you know like yeah. don't talk to that
0: guy but <laughs> like, you know um so i just wish you know and what i hope for seattle is that with all of this money that they just they give funding to these places that need art like i think Um, there's nothing more that I want for, like, kids to have those programs for, you know, coloring and therapy and all those things. Like, art does so much for people um, in many shapes and forms that um, it's such a necessity.
1: No, definitely. I mean, it's, like, any form of art, too, you know? Like, any way that somebody can... Especially, like, younger people, you know, who are learning about life and things like that and how to express themselves. Like, any form in which they can, like process things and make that into a creative subject you know is like positive there'll never be like a negative side to that you know like so there's no reason why it shouldn't be supported and like even like flourish you know mm-hmm.
0: yeah i definitely think that there should be more like free community art you know activities and and things like that you know paint and sip in the park oh, yeah. you know, definitely, <laughs> no. yeah.
1: one of my uh one dream like i've always kind of had or something i thought about doing is you know going to, like, a different country and somewhere like that and, like, teaching little kids how to do art, you know, like, go down to, like, Brazil or something, you mm-hmm. know. And There's so many, um, like, grants and things like that you can get from, like, schools and the government in, with the art world, you know, because nobody, nobody uses them. Yeah. There's so much money that people, you can, like, fund into these subjects, but, like, nobody uses them because they don't think it's as important. But, you know, I think it's just as important as science or math you know like some people are going to be rocket scientists some people are <laughs> going to have a crayon in their hand the whole lives you know like, <laughs> yeah. they're all going to make a difference so
0: totally and i think if you start them young like you give them the ability to to show what their potential is like i think as a kid you know we we always have these dreams of you know a firefighter a doctor a singer or whatever Maybe, i mean sometimes a singer but like these like Occupations, yeah, 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 and then to say, what like, do you want
1: to do when you grow up? You yeah, know, and yeah. then to
0: say, like, I want to be an artist. You know, is is a thing where um, people are just kind of like, oh,
1: really? <laughs> so you're gonna live at your parents' house your whole life, <laughs> right. that kind of thing. You know, right. starving artist. I also hate the term artist, but
0: what what would you prefer?
1: I mean, I don't know what I would, but That's the thing, because like to me, when somebody is like, oh, you're an artist, it's like, like to me, my dad's an artist. My dad's a mechanic. You know, he works on cars, but, like, when I watch him, like, sit there and, like, wrench a, sc- like, a bolt into an engine, I'm like, that's art, you yeah. know, like, because he's practiced this craft for so long, you right. know. It's like, to me, everything's art, so the word artist is, like, such a broad term. Mm-hmm. I guess, yeah, distraught human being would be a good one for me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, how has social media affected your art? Like, do you feel like you're inclined to post or do you just actually not give a shit
1: um that's actually something i've been like struggling with a lot you know i'm a very i can be very introverted and slightly hermit like so i'm really pushing myself right now to kind of play like the instagram game and like okay like i made like an art page and like you know like i like post stuff on it and all Mm -hmm. these things but um you know it's a tool and I think, like, it's free, so, like, why not use it, you know? Like, it, all it does is, like, help you in any way, you know? So yeah. But I don't think, like, it's a necessary thing, you know? There's plenty of people blew up making art long before, you know, social media was around. So I yeah. think if you're talented enough and, like, have a message that you want people to receive, you know, they'll get it, you know, and they'll see it, and it'll be out there.
0: Yeah, I find social media... It's conflicting. A, a bless- yeah, a blessing and a curse. Only because, like, you feel like you have to yeah, do something. Definitely. You know, like, especially doing this podcast, it's like, how else am I going to let people know? Like, how many people are subscribed that they're just going to be, like, naturally listening to the show? Or, you know, half of the people that like the pictures probably don't even listen to the show. No. They're just like, oh, she's consistent like you know what I what a mean? pretty picture yeah like oh she did a podcast episode like you know it's yeah. like oh I just said like way too many times I'm gonna vomit <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's it's such a weird pressure that we have and it wasn't like that before no, definitely. um I I I'm very well connected in social media but I I I give props to the people that don't
1: no yeah and it's it's complicated, you know, and it's hard, it's hard to, like, juggle with that, you know, because it's like, you know, I think about sometimes, like, 10 years ago, you know, before any of this even came around, I'm like, well, what did we do? You know? <laughs> oh, we were just chilled, we hung out, you know, like, we had people, you knew people in person, you know, yeah. like, you didn't even text because it cost too much, so like. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I,
0: I blew up my phone bill back in the day. <laughs> I remember one time my mom was like, Brittany, and I was like, yeah, she's like you were cutting you off like you can't be on our plan i was like what happened and she was like you spent four hundred dollars in text messages i was like what well when no. you have your
1: little like sidekick flip phone you know <laughs> it's hard not to
0: yeah i will never like unlimited for life mm-hmm. <laughs> Can i
1: still am on like a limited data plan which is i'm like the only person i know that's like that so it's actually kind of a nice thing because like once i run out of data i literally just like you put, put my phone, phone away Unless you have Wi-Fi, but... Well, yeah, but, like, that's only at home, so, like, I'm, like, (laughs) I try and just be, like... And I'm trying to make, like, a conscious choice to, like, be just present sometimes and, like, literally just, like, put my phone away, like... Oh, yeah. Like, I'll just be, like, sitting in a car, even, or, like, you know, doing something where, like, most people would be on their phones just killing time, and I'll just try and be, like, there, you know, in the moment, and, like, it's crazy, actually, when you do that, and you just, like, disconnect yourself from this, like, network of like a fake reality type of thing you know and just like look around and like pay attention to what's going on around you for a minute
0: totally being present being present is so important nowadays especially because i feel like people literally just have such a hard time communicating oh yeah it's why i enjoy doing this podcast so much is because i crave conversation now because it's so rare like i'll go out to dinner with my friends and um the ones that We just, like, don't even look at our phones, and we can talk for two hours. I feel, like, so much joy, and I, like, I I trip over it. And I feel so stupid, like, oh, my God, I just had, like, two-hour conversation. It was (laughs) the most fulfilling thing in my life. But it's true. It's, like, it resets us for me. I feel like I'm reset. I feel like... I really engaged in that and you know it's just like dumb that I have to like cheer myself on no, like yeah you did it but it's, it's satisfying it's, you know? it's so satisfying and I just wish that people um make that a priority as in their lives and um I know for myself like the next relationship I get into like that is going to be something that you know I will make it a make an effort to not be on my phone as much. and it's like, like a rule. Re- yeah, like, <laughs> really engage- like when we're having dinner, like let's put yeah. our phones away. Unless no, phones like the table, babe. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, it's just hard. I think um, I also really enjoy phone calls. Yeah. I'm, I'm that type of person that like will call my friends rather or like FaceTime. Them oh, rather I'm, than I'm text. a
1: huge advocate of FaceTime. Like I, I love FaceTime. Like any yeah. girl I'm ever with is like, I won't call you. If, I, if I'm, like, alone or, like, I have the time, I'll just FaceTime you. Yeah. You know, because it's also, like, you're, like, is, they're not in front of you, obviously. It's through the yeah. screen. But, like, you know, it's the closest thing you can get to, like, I'm looking at you. Yeah. I'm having a conversation with you and I'm being present with you, you know? Yeah. So it's Shauna
0: like, and I strictly only FaceTime each other.
1: Oh, yeah. I bet. Yeah. Like, that's something she would totally do. <laughs> even
0: even when she's, like, even when we're, like, meeting up with each other, we're just like, hey, where are you? Oh, I'm five minutes away. Like, we don't even call. No, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just... I. I really, I love handwritten notes. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
1: No, there's definitely, if I'm like dealing with some stuff and I need to tell somebody something, I'll write it down and I'll be like, it's hard for me to say these things, but like I've put in the time and the effort to like write this for you. So like here, you know, like I've written many of letters to like lovers and like (laughs) things like that, you know, and been like, hey, I messed up, you know, but Mm. like. This is how I feel. You know? And those are, I
0: mean, they probably still have those notes, to be honest. Probably. <laughs> like, you know? I mean, the,
1: some might have gotten burned or something. <laughs> but, like, yeah, you know, I'm sure there's in a box somewhere.
0: Yeah. And I, uh, journaling super important. Like, oh. I don't want to, like, text my journal entries like, and keep it in my notes on my phone. Um, For years, I did journaling. And I stopped when I was in a relationship. And I feel like I, I don't regret it, but I wish I would have wrote during those times because all I have really is like memories of those things right. um, in my head and pictures and stuff but um, from like 5th grade to ninth grade I like journaled like crazy and so just to see such a transition of my life and reading it and thinking of the stupid th- the people I had a crush on all just the <laughs> stupid things I said the stupid things I did I'm just like wow um, but I'm actually working on journaling again that was my goal for 2018 was to journal more
1: that's actually something just uh in the last like let's see i guess it's it's been a year now so in the last year i've like started like journaling because like i have a sketchbook so and i just yeah. kind of like turned it into a multi-tool type thing oh, where, like beautiful. I journal and i draw um but yeah you know it's like it's kind of crazy when you like write something down and like a year later you go back and you read it and you're like wow, you know, like, was I really thinking that? You know, is that (laughs) me? Like, I don't want anybody to know, like, read that. I know, know? I always freak
0: out, too, because I'm like, oh my gosh, like, God forbid, you know, I mean, it will happen one day that I pass and someone looks at my journal entries and I'm just like, oh. I
1: think I have, like, these like weird delusions of grandeur though where like I write my journals as if somebody will read them one day oh. kind of because I'm like you know like one day you know these are going to be a big book you know yes like, if picture... you're reading this yeah oh no I, I literally always leave I wrote like a little note in the beginning that's like just so you know I am fully aware of how insane I am so oh like God. you don't need to judge me like it's cool I'm already doing it to myself like just a little PSA like yeah. if you're reading this just now <laughs>
0: this is what I am yeah yeah you know. no I mean it's crazy that these are things that made life so simple but it's now things that we crave because no absolutely you know. they're um, an extra step for effort that you have to achieve um I feel like you know you being a what did you say what was your term not artists of distraught human, beings. <laughs> <laughs> distraught human beings. aren't we all yeah you know but being being human and being vulnerable and keeping things um consistent in your life, you know, art, whether even if it's just a sketch, even if it's a full blown painting that, you know, you'll go back to later and repaint the whole thing, um, it keeps you grounded.
1: No, definitely. You know, I think art has always, always been like no matter what, the thing I fall back on, you know, and I think it'll always will be. I hope so, you know, like I hope I never lose that. Mm -hmm. I don't see myself losing that. I think it's such, like, a big part of who I am just as a person. I think it's important for people to have those things, you know, like something that, like, you can just fall back on no matter what, you know, Mm -hmm. like whether it's journaling or, like, drawing or, you know, music or something like that, you know.
0: Yeah. I don't, like, heavily do my food blog as much as I used to, but I will tell you, when I am so stressed out, I will crave being at home and cooking. And when I cook, I just zone out, turn on the music and just chop away. And the smell of garlic and onions and olive oil, it's just so satisfying. And those things, it's like you need that outlet. Like for people who are working at a nine to five or whatever, just have a stressful ass job and they don't have an outlet, it's only going to last for so long. Oh, you're you're going to go crazy. Yeah.
1: It's like, Yeah. No, like you said, you know, it's like when I draw or something like that, like it's literally like meditation. Mm -hmm. Like I just, nothing goes on in my brain. I'm just like focused on this one thing, you know, everything shuts off, everything goes quiet for a minute and like, you know, it's super important. Like, I think if I didn't do that, I would have self-destructed or exploded a long time ago, (laughs) you know?
0: Yeah. For a really long time for myself, I was like, I'm, I didn't feel like i was artistic or creative um until people were like bringing a podcast is creative food is creative and i didn't think of it that way i thought i had to be a painter or i had to be able to sing or play an instrument i really couldn't do anything like that um but to know now that coming to realization that these things are a form of art um is is more gratifying and um i just find creativity and art People who are in art just so attractive, you know. It's like they, um, thank you. They, they just like it's just you, you're just your body is just telling you something, your brain is telling you something, and you're able to just put it out
1: there. You're just in it's creativity is like it's like a part of your brain, you know, and it's like you, people who paint or draw or music or anything like that are just like when you're in tune with that part of your brain, you know, and it's like you can do some amazing things whether it's with food or whether it's with pain or whether it's like you're creating a symphony you know it's like but you can get in touch with that part of your brain through any outlet you know like you can be creative with almost anything
0: yeah never doubt your potential never doubt your capabilities for sure um do you have any messages that you'd like to share for any artists that feel like they just have need to start over or they like are lost and don't know where to go um is there any books or anything like you've done to like get back into
1: i think like the biggest thing is just you know don't worry about like where or what like it is you want to do with it you know don't worry about like this big like dream of like oh this is gonna take me like here you know like yes have those things in your mind but like If that's all you're focused on, like, you're gonna, you know, like, it's not gonna be as satisfying as if you just create or do these things for the sake of just doing them, you know, like, when I paint, it's, yeah, like, I paint and I dream about, you know, like, oh, I want to have a gallery show and like, you know, I want to like, be able to just like, live off of my painting. But at the same time, it's like, I can't let that be like, the reason why I'm doing these things, you know, like, Mm -hmm. it has to be just for me and for the satisfaction it gives me. Because at the end of the day, like, that's all I have, really, you know, is, like, what it's giving me out of it, you know. And the day that that stops being, like, the reason why I'm doing things, the day that, like, I've already finished, you know, before I've even started, so. Yeah. You know, just create for the sake of creating, you know. There's so much ugly out there in the world. It's, like, you know, everybody, it's everybody's job, you know, to, like, put a little bit of something beautiful out there, so.
0: That was so beautifully said. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm excited for you and what the future has in store. And um, I am totally down to help you organize a paint oh, yeah. and sip and any type of way. I'll participate and I'll just.
1: Yeah, let's make it. Let's do the tequila and, uh, <laughs> yes. you know.
0: Tequila but
1: and. I don't painting. know what. I could do like tequila and painting or something. Yeah, or something. something. I don't know. I don't, so- know, I don't know what, what art, art starts form with runs with,
0: with a T. Um, T shirt making.
1: There we
0: go. We could just like get paint in those spotter t-shirts and <laughs> <gasps> tequila and tie-dye. Oh,
1: there we go. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: Oh my gosh, that would be so fun. Yeah. We should totally do that. Well, where can people find you on social media?
1: Um, on my one little art page I have on Instagram is Art by Lane. You know, Art by L A Y N E because my name is spelled weird. So
0: it's cool. Yeah. It's really
1: cool. I'm actually I'm I'm named after a Seattle grunge artist so it's like hey. slightly fitting that. Hey. I'm <laughs>
0: cool well, thank you so much for being on the show yeah. I really appreciate it and um, you know just getting talking about the realness of Of creativity, the realness of what's going on in Seattle, and just as millennials, like what we what we really want in life. Handwritten notes, (laughs) face-to-face conversations, (laughs) FaceTime. Yeah. (laughs) Well, this is Brittany and Lane, and you're listening to Citrus Room. This podcast session was recorded here at the Overcast Room at Cloud Studios. Yeah.